You are listening to Announce, Season 4, Episode 14, Benefactor. Take a moment with Announce, a podcast providing thought-provoking anecdotes tailored with you in mind. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. I don't remember when I heard this story, or who told it, but it's one of those little tales that has stuck in my heart for decades. It is poignant, and it illustrates how we are so often a benefactor of sacrifice that someone else had to make. It goes something like this. In the early 1900s, a hard-working farmer and his young wife labored together to make a living in a remote, wide, and lazy river valley about halfway between two large cities. It was a time when long-distance travel was best accomplished by rail. There was a lot of travel between these two cities. A rail line ran through the rolling hills and across a few rivers, cutting travel time from two or three days to a matter of a few hours. The farmer had become the beneficiary of this commerce and travel, as his home was located less than a mile from a key river crossing. The railroad hired him to be responsible for a vital bridge. The bridge at this location was a movable bridge. It sat balanced on a huge central spindle located in the center of the river. Most of the time, the bridge was in a position parallel to the river. In this way, it allowed easy passage on either side of the bridge for the boats and barges, which navigated back and forth along the river. The farmer was responsible to turn the movable bridge into place, perpendicular to and across the river, and to precisely position it to line up the railroad tracks and then lock it into place and allow a seamless passage over the river for the trains. This extra income allowed for improvements on the farm and a chance to save for the future. The farmer and his wife were a happy couple who had everything they wanted, except a child. They had nearly given up on that dream when, after several years, the farmer's wife gave birth to a son. The man and his son were inseparable. The boy was often found alongside his father in the barn, milking the cow, tending the fields, and in the little switch house at the railroad river crossing. The trains traveled on a tightly regulated schedule. The farmer was easily able to coordinate work on his land with the four scheduled trains that passed by every day, and he enjoyed having his now six-year-old son accompany him to the switch house as often as possible. The two would walk to the crossing, take a little rowboat across the river to climb up to the switch house on the other shore, and as they crossed over, they inspected the rails and the bridge to be sure they had not been damaged by passing barges and boats. One night, as the farmer was leaving to swing the bridge into place, he found his sweet little son had fallen asleep for the night. After an active day in the fields, he was not surprised. He paused and gazed at his beloved boy for a few seconds before setting out. He walked along the well-known trail to the little rowboat tied up at the riverside. He crossed over the river, inspecting the bridge just as he had hundreds of times before. He was smiling. And a little envious as he thought of his son slumbering in bed at home. He tied up the boat on the far side of the river and walked up to the switch house. In the distance, he could hear the lonely whistle of the approaching passenger train. He pulled on the big lever of the switch, 
to begin the movement of the bridge into place across the river. The bridge, in reaction to him pulling the lever, would rotate into place across the river, and the rails would precisely lock into place, allowing safe passage for the thundering train. But this time, the bridge didn't move. He pulled back on the big lever again. The bridge did not react. He knew what to do. He quickly went into action with a large hand wheel to manually turn the bridge into place. He was a strong man, but it took almost all his strength to get the bridge turned before the train arrived. Failing to get this done in time would condemn a hundred or more passengers to probable traumatic deaths as the train fell into the river. This was an event he alone had the ability to prevent, and he was determined to do so. With beads of sweat on his forehead and his muscles aching with exertion, he turned that wheel. As he got the bridge into place, there was one more thing to do. He again grabbed the lever and pulled with all his might to manually engage the locks on the rails and precisely hold them tightly into position. Then, as the train approached, he heard a faint but familiar sound. Daddy? Apparently, his son had awakened, and not wanting to be left behind, decided to follow his father to the bridge. Finding the bridge already in place, he decided to cross the bridge to the switch house on the other side, where he knew he would find his buddy, his dad. The farmer looked up and caught a glimpse about halfway across the bridge of his precious young boy, crossing over to join him. The farmer made the gut-wrenching realization that the bridge was too narrow to allow a train and a boy to pass at the same time. His first impulse was to let go of the switch, releasing the lock on the rails, and run to save his son. He then realized there was no time to run to his son and carry him off the bridge to safety. And releasing the lever, though it might be the only chance to save his son, would doom the train and everyone on it. The farmer made an impossible choice. He pulled even harder on the switch with tears streaming down his face, all the time howling out with a grief that rose up out of his soul with a sense of horrible loss. That which he loved the most was now gone. The passengers of the train thundered by without hearing his howl above the noise of the speeding train, without even knowing he was there. Over a hundred souls passed safely over the bridge, completely unaware of the cataclysmic end they had unknowingly avoided, or the heart-wrenching loss that had happened without their notice. The farmer and his wife would never again feel the little arms of their boy wrapped around their neck and the warmth of the whisper in their ear, I love you. One hundred people lived. Maybe a thousand would not mourn and struggle over the loss of loved ones because one man made an impossible choice. So here's the ounce. As a passenger on the rapidly speeding express train of life, are we aware of the sacrifices that were made to benefit us by soldiers, pioneers, countless other committed souls who came before us and chose to commit their honor and their lives to do what needed to be done. There will always be ample reason for gratitude. 
And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening to another great episode of An Ounce. I'm betting you know some folks who would enjoy this podcast too. So share the love. Please like, follow, and share. And we'll catch you next time with a new minute measure of wisdom from An Ounce. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.